What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Football Full Circle. Excited to have you on the grid. Talking about a lot of news this week in the NFL, notably some big contracts, right, George? Yeah, right. We had the franchise deadline uh, that happened on Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern time. That went, uh, the under came in, Mike. All right, we started at two and a half. Uh, We may have got the players wrong. Never saw Derrick Henry getting signed. Didn't think that was going to happen in a million years. Thought the Cowboys might get something done with Dak. We thought uh, Barrett also uh, might get done. Ended up being Chris Jones and Henry as our uh, two players and only two players. Big year. Uh, not, a, not in a good way, but a lot of players unsigned. And history tells you that if you play on the franchise tag, generally you don't end up with that team. Correct. I think the only player of the last eight is a Cowboy, Demarcus Lawrence. Right. So we will uh, we'll get to each and every player later on this segment. We'll break down Derrick Henry as we're going to do the Titans today and take a look at their odds for the season. Uh, but we'll start it off with one of the players who wasn't franchise tagged. As George said, we both we set the line at two and a half players getting signed. I think I did guess the under. Thought there was a shot. I mean, everybody but I, guessed the. I don't know anybody yeah. who I brought that up to who said the over. Yeah, but two and a half was the right number because there was a chance at three. In any event, didn't happen. Uh, but let's break it down with one of the players who wasn't a franchise tag player, and that's Miles Garrett. He breaks the record for the highest average annual value for an NFL defensive player's contract. His contract extension comes in at five years, $125 million. $100 million of it guaranteed, the biggest number ever for a defensive player, but the full guarantee is half that. It's $50 million 
guaranteed. And George, I would say, look, obviously he had a major incident last year, which led to his suspension, which I thought was sort of right on the money with the number of games he received. He wasn't the type of player that had a reputation before that, got lost in the moment. He's trying to move past it. And I think the contract itself goes to prove that even if you and I and others don't think he's like the most elite pass rusher out there, we know he's really good and really good pass rushers get paid eventually. They do. Edge rushers, right? Listen, you mentioned it. He's good. He's young. Could get better. Uh, I'm not going to tell you he's the face of the team or anything like that, but in today's NFL, you need these guys. You need guys that can get to the pass and maybe not sack them, but just rush them. So he's like, get rid of that bull earlier, sooner than they want to, sooner than the receivers completing their routes. Uh, I'm not saying this is the case for the Browns, but if you don't have good cover men, then you better have someone get to the quarterback. And if you have both, hey, you're golden here. But in today's NFL, I mean, on defense, it's probably the most important position, an edge rusher. It's why they get paid. Like you said, how much they get paid for. Guys get up to the quarterback. I don't think Miles Garrett is uh, Aaron Donald as far as a pure game wrecker, but he's what the next tier down. He's someone you have to account for. You have the game plan for or against, depending on how you look at it there. You can't let him run wild back there. He was having a good season last year until. Sacks. All right, until whatever that you know, unfortunate incident against Pittsburgh happened there. He paid the price, and hopefully he's learned his lesson, and hopefully he moves on, and we don't see anything like that in the future. 23 and a half sacks over the last two seasons, and that's including these uh, that's removing a six game chunk where he was suspended. So in 26 games, 23 and a half sacks, he had seven as a rookie. We he had already been optioned for that fifth year option. So he plays really under a fourth year of a rookie deal this year. Then he gets the fifth year option. This tax on to the end of it. So he's a brown, George, through 2026. They'll have him for a long time, seven more years. Yeah, I, uh, I, think the, I think it's worth it. I think they're getting him locked down was the smart move. These guys, you know, to use a bad uh, ter- uh, pun, they don't grow on trees. Yeah. Right? They're hard to find. You drafted one. You've gotten, you mentioned it, almost a sack per game. What else do you want? Right? It's what he does well. The team is growing. Uh, I, said, I don't want to jump on the Cleveland bandwagon again. But I like all the moves they've made. Uh, you know, I like the fact that Baker's been quiet. I think that's good. Because I think maybe, maybe he's growing up and maturing. Because I think this whole team really relies on him. <coughs> God bless you. If Thank he ends up being that player, you know, I don't need him to be Drew Brees, to the Browns. Aaron Rodgers. He apparently doesn't like the Browns. But I just need him to be a good, solid player. So I like what I'm seeing so far out of him. So, yeah, that's it. Browns uh, have him locked up for the next seven years. And let's go on to the next player on our list, which is Chris Jones. Chris Jones, George, we sensed some tension there between Jones and the Chiefs. Actions spurred deadlines. Uh, he, I don't think he had signed his tender yet. I'm, I'm sort of forgetting which players had signed their tender, which hadn't. I believe maybe he was going to, but ultimately, right before the deadline, they get this deal done. So Jones's contract is for four years and reaches a total of $85 million. Uh, he comes with $37 million guaranteed at signing, and a total of $60 million guaranteed in case of injury. So $60 million out of the 85 a very high percentage of guaranteed money. And, George, the thing that I kept thinking about regarding his deal is, as good as he has been for the last two years, having your best, most impactful game be the Super Bowl and the last game that you played really, really helps in negotiations. Money player. I'll take that. Right, uh, I mean, you, we all want our players to play every single game, but I'll take hey, you play your best in big moments, you know, and that's what you're getting paid for. So I don't really have a big issue with that. Like you said in the beginning, 
I didn't see Chris Jones getting signed. I didn't think they were going to do it for multiple reasons. There was some acrimony there. You just signed Pat Mahomes to the big deal. It's player-friendly, uh, team-friendly, I'm sorry, team-friendly deal. So that was a little bit surprising here, but they got it done. And once again, we know what kind of guys are going to get paid, right? And I mean, a skill position players get to the quarterback. If you can, uh, a good quarterback, uh, wide receivers get paid. Quarterbacks get paid. Top offensive linemen generally get paid. And that's about it. You know, we know generally safeties aren't getting paid. It's what leads to the problems with Jamal Adams. Generally, running backs don't get paid, although we're going to pull that off in a segment or two uh, with Derrick Henry. So you could see what teams value and what they don't value, what, what is easier to come by and what's not so easy. I said, I, I didn't think Jones would ever get signed. Not long-term, not to the contract they signed him to, but you have to hand it to the Chiefs. They know what they have. They know what they're going for. And as much as people look at that Pat Mahomes deal and think, oh, my God, half a billion dollars, it's very team-friendly. And it's allowing them to do moves like this. And this is why I don't blame Pat Mahomes for taking, I think, less than he could have gotten because he, I think he was good as long as you had to put that money back in the team. I want to win. I'm not going to spend all this money anyway. I want to win. I want good players around me. Chris Jones is one of those good players. Yeah, I think the Mahomes deal sets up whatever deals they're going to have to do for the future. And this was the first one on the list after the Mahomes signing. There's no coincidence that this one came after the Mahomes deal. They needed to understand what the long-term uh, layout looked like for Pat Mahomes' deal, and now they are in business with Chris Jones for, for the next four years. I think it's a good deal on both sides. They, they gave him a lot of money, uh, but again, he's an impactful player. You said it right. QB, offensive tackle, number one wideouts. On the other side, pass rusher, whether internal or external, uh, and lockdown corners. That's who's getting the money. There's obviously exceptions to that, whether you're Bobby Wagner or uh, a few guards to be mentioned out there, David DeCastro or, or others, but there are very few exceptions to that. You pay the guys at those premium positions because they are rare. So uh, that's the good news for the NFL players. Uh, spending the last few minutes, and look, I, I think we might even save Dak Prescott for another segment, but um, he's obviously the most high profile of the franchise players not to be signed, but there were a lot of guys that were unable to reach these long-term deals. Prescott joins A.J. Green, Justin Simmons, who was one of the players we actually thought was going to get a deal, Yannick Ngakwe, we knew that one, Joe Thune, Brandon Scherf, Hunter Henry, Bud Dupree, Leonard Williams, Anthony Harris, Matthew Juden, Shaq Barrett. Now, the guys... Half of those guys, we knew absolutely no way they're getting a long-term deal. A.J. Green, because he's an unknown. Joe Thune, because New England wasn't going to do it. Yannick Ngakwe isn't even going to be on the team. We can get to him in a minute. Brandon Scherf, Washington's got a lot on their plate right now. I didn't think they were going to pay a guard long-term. Hunter Henry, injury issues. Bud Dupree, no way. Steelers aren't giving him a long-term deal unless he knocks it out of the park again this year. And even then, probably not because T.J. Watt has to get paid. Uh, Leonard Williams, no way. Anthony Harris, that was there was rumors of him being traded, so that was unlikely. Matt Juden and Shaq Barrett, I thought those guys were on the table potentially to get done. They don't get done. Uh, I don't know that they'll be at their teams long term. Baltimore has moved on from impactful players defensively in recent years, but I don't know. I, Simmons was really the one that I was surprised that didn't sign. Everybody else, I get it. Well, there's a reason why we set the over-under so low, right? We didn't expect this to get done. A lot of these deals don't get done for whatever reason. They think they have a bargain at the franchise tag or it's a one-year prove-it, do it again, as you mentioned with Dupree. 
and then we'll talk again. And some teams just never had any intention, right? They're going to get whatever they can out of the guy, and they'll move on there. I mean, Nagaka, you're right. He's not even playing for Jacksonville this season. They screwed that up completely. They probably should have traded him during the draft for whatever they could have gotten for him. Holding on to him now, good luck. Other teams know. Mike Blewett, you're a GM of a team. You know, hey, they got to move him. It's going to be at my price. Not going to be at the price they want. They're not getting multiple number ones for Nagakwe. I don't think they're getting one number one for Nagakwe anymore. I don't think they are either. There there apparently have been offers. Yes, Um, we've heard that. The the precedent is Clowney just last year got traded on August 31st. So I think Jacksonville is just sitting on it, waiting for the offers to come in. Whoever has offered them the most to this point doesn't mean that that offer is completely off the table. We know it wasn't a one. So will somebody be willing to pay a two uh, a month from now? I, I think it's possible. I don't mind them waiting. I do don't think they're going to get much better than what their best offer has already been. I guess they're just playing out the string on that. Um, I just don't think this is the year, Mike, because if you once again, Mike yeah. Blewett, you're a GM of whatever team, you might be thinking, I'm going to give up a number two. We may not play this entire season. Yeah. This season we canceled at any point. What am I doing here? And then we gotta sign we gotta sign him long term, too. And I, I he wants a lot of money. He wants Miles Garrett money. So that's the big caveat, right? There are there are reports stating that Ngakwe is willing to play on the tag. Now, if he's willing to do that, many teams can offer, right? Because it's a one year deal. But if there if he's going in a different direction at any point and says, I need an extension. It's going to be really difficult for them to get anything. It's going to be very – I just don't see how it's going to happen here. Because how many teams have $17 million to hand out under the cap that are going to want this player? Usually it's going to be a good team. You have to give up that draft pick compensation. And you still want to sign him to a long-term deal. You're not going to get him for a fourth-round pick. Okay, well, I'll take that for one year. You're going to probably have to give up, like I said, a second-round pick, which is, you know, it's not expensive-expensive, but it's not cheap either. And you have no idea if you're going to be able to sign this guy. No idea. I think Jacksonville, like I said, I think they should have taken whatever they could have gotten at the draft. I'm sure they're receiving offers, but as we hear, it's not offers that they like. You're not getting multiple number ones. I don't think they'll get a number one from I would be surprised. Yeah, Shaq Barrett filing a grievance over the pay that he's to receive based on uh, positional adjustment. You know, these outside linebacker slash defensive ends are really just pass rushers. It's almost one and the same, but they get paid differently based on where they're classified, so that's why that's out there. Uh, I'm glad we didn't talk about Dak. We'll save him for another segment. George and I will be back on the grid right here, football full circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. 
Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Back on the grid. Thanks for watching. And please follow us on social media on Twitter at SportsGrid, on Instagram at SportsGrid TV. George is at George Kurtz on Twitter. I'm at Mike Blewett. So hate mail to George. Nice comments to me. I'll pass them along to Brian Wachowski, our producer, myself, and, and George if I get around to it. So uh, I referee hockey games all week. I, I get enough hate there. Yeah. Well, what can I tell I you? I guess I'm used to it. I'm, I'm the hate guy. That's fine. This is the setup. This is the setup. That's why. That's why you get the hate mail. You deal with it so well on the ice <laughs> floor. That's the good. Deck. That's good. That, good that's catch. why. You're, you are, um, you're conditioned to receiving hate mail. I'm not very sensitive. So, uh, all right, so via Pro Football Talk, the league plans a COVID-19 list. Players get full pay and will be eligible to return to practice after an initial three weeks. Within the next three weeks, he must, move, must be moved back to the active roster, sent to IR, or released with an injury settlement. So that's part one. There's a lot to go through here, so I'm going to do it in stages. Part two, Dan Graziano reporting that the NFLP is continually updating its website with COVID information. As of 7:10, it said 72 players were known to have tested positive. They also have maps showing positive test numbers in NFL markets. It's available to anyone who wants to see it. So there's links and everything there. So that's parts one and two. I'll pause there, let you digest. 72 players. Seventeen or and out of nineteen hundred, it's actually a relatively low number. But how about the COVID, the COVID list? What do you think of that? I mean, they had to do something like this. They have to do something like this. I'd like to see them move this along a little more. You know, it's July, you know, it's, we're in mid-July now, right? We're the 18th. So you might want to uh, get this in gear here because, you know, you're going to fight with the players union, right? About what you want, what they want, what they think is fair. So I just, I don't want to see these negotiations going down to the bitter end, especially when you got, once, they wanted to open up training camp shortly. Right, ten days, and I don't know if that's going to work. Rookies uh, are supposed to be there uh, on the weekend. Right, even earlier. Right, this, this, and that's that's not going to happen. At least I'd be very surprised if that happens. So, listen, the the seventy two, like you said, that's a good number. That's that's encouraging. You know, uh, I don't know exactly how many tests you said they did there, but and I haven't done the math, but that sounds way low, right? Depending, on, even if they only did fifteen hundred, that's yep. way low, right? Because ten would be one fifty. Half of that, that would be, oh, depending on how many they did. It could be around 3 4% it could be. So maybe it's a little higher than I think, depending yeah. on how many tests they did. But still. The Major League Baseball intake testing was 1.8 to 1.9%. Uh, 
uh, to give a comparison. Um, but I, I think expectations are probably in the five to seven percent range based on population statistics. Let's just say, just for the for argument's sake, it's fifteen hundred players, right? Divided by one hundred times. But it's got to be more, dude. That's yeah. more. It's not bad. It's not bad. So well, that that's once again, it's encouraging. But what we're all worried about, Mike, is not so much the intake testing. It's when you start hitting each other, blocking, practicing. That's when we expect the numbers to rise here. This is not baseball, where these guys are barely going to touch each other, right? Maybe the catcher and the umpire and the batter, they're in contact. And there's a runner on base. The first baseman might cover the base. Sure. But outside of that, they're not all that close. Football, you're close. on Hell, you're close before the play with a huddle. Then you're blocking. Then you're tackling. That's where the worry begins. Yeah, we talk a lot about the on-field stuff. I, the thing that I've always been concerned about is, like, the fraternization in the clubhouse is obviously going to be reduced, and there's not going to be any reporters in there and all that kind of stuff. But with showers and, and players, like, dressing right next to one another, I, the, the locker rooms are big, but they're not that expansive that you you can socially distance everybody. And the amount of towels being used and bodily fluids and all, all that kind of stuff, that I, that – that always seems to me to be as big of a concern as the guys that are hitting each other and potentially expelling the virus onto one another. Uh, so that was always a bigger concern of mine. And speaking of concerns, J.J. Watt spoke up this week, and he says in the interest of having everyone on the same page in terms of what we know and don't know at this time, here are a few things he's learned about on four NFLPA calls in the last two weeks with hundreds of other players. Keeping in mind, rookies are scheduled to report uh, this weekend. Uh, here's what we know and we don't know. We want to play. We want to be as safe as possible. We have not received a single valid IDER, infectious disease emergency response, from any team or the league. We do not know if there are preseason games or not. It's assumed to be two. It's not definitely two, George. We don't know if there will be daily testing, semi-daily testing, et cetera. We don't know how a potential positive COVID test would affect contracts, roster spots, et cetera. Nothing has been agreed upon regarding what training camp will actually look like and how the ramp-up period would work. Again, we want to play. He nails it home at the end. So the testing, not knowing who the testing is, I'm not giving him a pass on that, but I will say that they're probably still working it out. I'd imagine there's a team of people at the NFL trying to figure out how to do this and how to do it right. They're watching MLB screw it up to a certain degree. Uh, so they're going to try and figure out how to have this done. I, I don't even know, unless you have a testing site on on the campus of the NFL team or college team. I don't know how you're going to be able to turn these tests around so quickly every day. Well, isn't, isn't that the problem in baseball? Yeah. Right? It's one of the problems you're talking about in baseball that uh, even the players have uh, been mentioning that in baseball this week. You know, what's wrong if we get it? Or if you get a false positive, you can't play that night. But that's annoying. What if it takes two days to figure it out? That's two games now you missed. You know, football, one game missing one game is huge. It's one sixteenth of your season. You know, so there's a lot of stuff they have to go through, a lot of stuff they have to figure out here. Uh, listen, I keep saying this over and over again. As fans, we're going to have to make adjustments. We're going to, they're going to be screw ups. Because even in the best of circumstances, they're going to screw this up. You know, you're never going to get it to go perfectly. We're going to have to live with that. But it makes life difficult for everything we do as far as just rooting for your team. If you have a wager on the game, your fantasy league, DFS, everything's going to be affected by this because you don't know. You know, 11.30, oh, my God, this guy's not playing. Where'd that come from? You don't know why because they're not going to tell you. He's unfit to play. What are the, the NHL's doing now? It's just ridiculous. Yeah. 
you know, so all this other stuff. So all of us will be speculating all the time. You know, in football, it's even more speculation because it could be a legit injury. We, they're always late guys get hurt, and even the walkthroughs on Saturdays could have twisted an ankle. But when we hear unfit to play, what are we going to assume? We're automatically going to, going to assume it's corona. And then I, what does that affect? Who else got I it then? the news on the Blackhawks goalie, uh, Corey Crawford, who was deemed unfit to play. When I read the headline, I hadn't known at that point that that's how they were classifying it. And I'm like, unfit to play? I mean, I, I'm, I'm being totally honest. I thought, I was like, God, is he in rehab? Like, wh what's going on with Corey Crawford? I swear to you, it was the first thing I thought. And I was like, well, it's got to be a COVID thing for them to phrase it like that. But I had to go in, read the article. They're saying he's not here. Uh, we don't know exactly when. When he's ready, he'll be here, ready to go. Here's the other goalies. They're going to try for the top spot. I'm like, I, what's wrong with Corey Crawford? Is he in rehab? I don't. I honestly didn't know. I don't understand what is so wrong about saying, oh, Mike Blewett's not playing today. He has COVID. Where's the negative thing about here? It's not like we're talking about a sexual venereal disease or cancer or something. You have COVID. You're going to be out. I mean, I, I just don't get it about why uh, it's got it such is, a negative connotation. Specifically in this context, because we constantly talk about the well-being and health of the players. I guess. But this, we're not. I That's guess, why it's weird. Is it a PR thing? But why would you want the media? Jason Pierre-Paul blew his hand off, and we had reporters going and getting medical records yeah. of what exactly happened to his hand, which I thought was wrong at the time because he suffered a tragedy. Now, COVID could ultimately be a tragedy, so maybe that's why they're doing it that way. I, it's PR. I just think because they want to control the PR game that they don't want to have to say, oh, you know, 17 players on one team got corona. This way they can say, hey, well, they're unfit to play. You guess. Come on. You know, that, listen, I think it's silly. I, I think it's absolutely silly. I think they just – Listen, he got corona. There's nothing negative about it. We all know what's going to happen. Who do you think you're fooling? And like I said, now you're going to have every media member speculating about what the uh, what it is. That, in some ways, that's worse than just saying, hey, he twisted an ankle. Hey, he uh, you know, separated a shoulder, whatever it might be. He's got uh, COVID. Okay, we understand. Next. Yeah, you said, like I just told my story with Corey Crawford, people that, that don't know exactly how they're phrasing it could assume. Especially worse. if you had a history. You know, not Corey Cooper, but Robert Leonard used to be there. Robert Leonard uh, with the Black, well, he's now with the Vegas Golden Knights, but he was with the Blackhawks and the Islanders. He did have a drinking problem at one time. And when you hear unfit to play, you're going to think drugs, alcohol, stuff like that. And that's that's worse than the and then COVID. I, I just it boggles the mind that all these sports leagues are doing this. I think this is one way, by the way, just to sort of get rid of the media. I think that uh, some of these sports leagues love the fact that the media won't be in the locker rooms anymore. They won't be uncovering some of those stories. You know, it's uh, I guess it's the good and the bad. You, you get out the negative that they might uncover, but the sport doesn't get covered as well as a whole as far as the game itself, the good things that happen. But I think the NFL and all these sports are trying to control the narrative to some degree. Yeah, I wonder. They won't be in the locker room. They're probably socially distant. Um, it, you're right, it won't be covered as well because there are, there are stories that emanate from those types of locker room conversations. I think these will just be really structured, perhaps in different rooms. The player is up on some sort of a podium. Reporters in another room, masked up, socially distant. Uh, in any event, um, that's so. Uh, one more story related to the COVID stuff is regarding Mark Andrews, uh, the, the breakout tight end for the Ravens last season. Um, via the Baltimore Sun, Jonas Schaefer, uh, Ravens tight end Mark Andrews, said Wednesday he will not opt out due to his health condition. We've got a big year coming up, Andrews said during a Zoom appearance in connection with the Children with Diabetes group. 
He has type one diabetes. He's making that, uh, making that appearance and why he's talking about not opting out. He wants to be able to do a lot of things. Uh, just being able to help this team win is exciting for me. Andrew's decision underscores the reality that most players will choose to play, even if they have enhanced risk factors. George, you and I talked about this. I was on with Gabe Morenci uh, during the week talking about this. Something tells me, speculative, obviously, that the nature of football and the the culture surrounding football thinks that guys are going to try to play through this, even as they, a lot of guys, not all, a lot of guys, I think, even though they're expressing, rightfully expressing concern, Richard Sherman, J.J. Uh, Watt, which we just reviewed, I think that a lot of these guys are just going to play through short shelf life of a career, and I think they want to get out there and play when they can, when they're getting paid. I agree. It's also the athlete's mindset. Play. That's what you've been trained to do your entire life. Play. So, yes, I expect them to, uh, to play as well. I think, listen, if I was a professional athlete, the, uh, you know, unless a doctor told me, uh, it's, this is terrible for your health, you can't do this. I'm playing. Now, if I had a family, if I'm one of these guys who are a newborn baby and I'm oh, going home after each game, I'm not, I don't think I'm playing. I don't think that's fair to my wife. I don't think it's fair to my unborn child. I don't think I, if I was playing, I listen, uh, in baseball, listen, honey, I'm going to stay, I'll just stay away for three months. Well, hire, I'll hire all the help you need. You are a professional athlete. You can probably afford it, you know, but I'm going to stay away for three months. And the wife says, fine, go wait, make the money. I'm good with that. But I'm not endangering anyone else's help. That's where I'm going with that. I might endanger mine, but I'm not going to endanger anybody else's. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, that's it for this segment. We'll come back. We'll talk about the Tennessee Titans and Derrick Henry's new, de new deal right here on The Grid. We'll be right back with more Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation 
by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. You're watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. Back on the grid talking Tennessee Titans on Football Full Circle with my man George Kurtz. Extension for Derrick Henry through 2023, George. Four years, $50 million, $25.5 million full guarantee really comes in these first two years. He's 29 at the end of the deal. So since he was a mid-round pick, there was no 50-year option uh, on the table. Uh, He was motivated to get this deal because he is a little bit of an older back for his years in the league, right? He came out a little bit older than some other running backs did, but he gets his deal here. He didn't rake them over the coals, but he gets a bunch of money guaranteed up front. Yeah, it's not Christian McCaffrey's deal. He's the fifth highest paid running back due to average annual value, but I actually think pretty good deal on both sides to me. You know, it's funny. Now, I'm always for paying the player, right? I'm always for paying the player. But if I'm a GM, Mike, I'm not doing this. I'm just not doing it for Derrick Henry. It's not that I don't think he's great. I think he is. I think he's the soul of that team. I think he's the one player on that team. You, you might be able to argue it can't get hurt. He might be more important than Tannehill as far as that's concerned, which is unusual for a quarterback. But the type of running back he is, we really don't see anymore. Right? He's not trying to go around you. He's trying to go through you. Uh, he gets into, I mean... We always say, at least I like to say, that pretty much running back is 20 car crashes a game. He's worse than that because he's going full speed. He, like I said, he's trying to run people over. His body takes a pounding, you know, and that's the kind of pounding that I don't think he lasts four years. I doubt it. I would have gone year by year with uh, Derrick Henry and used him, you know, and I, I know it sounds terrible, but that's that's the way the nature of the game here. I would have used him, give him his three, three, 350 touches, 400 touches, and then probably moved on. You drafted a running back this year, you need to draft another one, you do it. Your window is probably, you know, a decent couple of years as far as being competitive. I don't think they're a Super Bowl contender. Not better than the Chiefs, not better than the Ravens. I'm glad he got paid. I understand why he took the deal. Get your money. Running back, you're not going to last forever. But if I'm a Titans uh, GM, I would not have done this. So John Robinson does do it. I'll provide a counterpoint. Well, since uh, we, we'll debate a little bit here. So he's the fifth highest paid running back by average annual value. Um, obviously, McCaffrey's in front of him and Zeke. Um, missing a couple other names off the top of my head. But McCaffrey, Zeke paid more than him. Saquon, uh, probably more than him. Uh, I might be missing one more name. So you can look it up as I'm talking. So. He's getting the 25 and a half for the two years. As you said, there's really no guarantees after that. They can cut him after two. So you're paying him to be the fifth best running back now for this year. By next year, Dalvin Cook will have gotten paid. Potentially Joe Mixon will get paid. And he might be seventh or eighth highest paid running back by next year. Even conceding, not not a lot of running backs get paid. There are potentially going to be two guys next free agency class, which is loaded, that will get paid and actually push them further down the list. So by next year, you're paying to be the seventh highest paid running back, $12.5 million. There is money on the cap. They can move off of him after the next six to 700 touches over the next two seasons. And they'll pay him like that. After that, then they can cut him. Then they can renegotiate. 
extend them a year, bring the average annual salary down because, look, you're not the same guy anymore, or just move on from him, frankly. Uh, but he won't get be getting $12.5 million a year when he's 29. That's just not going to be the case. I agree. Like I said, I, uh, I'm glad he got paid. I always like the running back to get paid because we know their shelf life is short. He's not going to have a 15-year career. It's just not what it's meant to be here. I, I understand why the NFLPA didn't, but I wish they would have adjusted something for running backs in the CBA you know, to uh, make it more fair. Because right now, man, you don't want to be a running back. You just don't want to be a running back coming into the NFL. That's not where the money is. You really need to be uh, the greatest of the great to truly get paid here. It's like you don't want to be a safety on defense. You don't want to be a running back on offense. Go for a skill position. I thought positional salary caps were something that have always interested me. I didn't think they were likely, and they never even really came up during the entire negotiation. I never, I really never heard it, particularly in terms of quarterback, just keeping quarterback percentage of salary cap down for quarterbacks, I thought. Uh, could have been something to strive for, but I never heard it. And look, we're dealing with this next one until uh, 2031. So uh, that's a deal for Derrick Henry. I, I actually don't think it's that bad of a deal. I understand people saying I would never pay a running back that much. But if the money's there for the next two years, uh, I don't care that they did it. They paid Tannehill a ton of money over the next three years. So let's get to their odds, George. You have them in front of you. We're going to take a look at the Tennessee Titans odds for this season. All right, to win the Super Bowl, plus 3,000. I think that's... Uh, 30 to 1. 30 to 1 sounds... I don't, I don't think they are. I think they're a good... I think they might be the best overall team as far as they have good special teams. It's like middle of the pack. Good offense, but I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl. It's, it's middle of the pack, but also the odds are skewed in the AFC uh, because if you're not the Chiefs or the Ravens, uh, mm -hmm. it bumps your, your odds down. The, the Pats are in there at 17 to 1. Um, and then it's the Steelers and Colts at 24 to one and the, and the Titans at 30 to one. So really it's about the chiefs and Baltimore up front, but they beat Baltimore in the playoffs last year. So, uh, obviously it's something to consider uh, as a long shot. I, I like how the team is structured. We'll get to that in a minute as we continue to go through the odds. Okay. So we're not betting on them to win the Super Bowl here. No. Uh, and I'm thinking we're going same thing here. We're not going to go this direction either to win the AFC plus 1600. The problem is for this, like, yeah, you're you're getting odds on this at 16 to 1, but wouldn't you just rather have the Steelers at 12 to 1? Better chance there? Colts I'm not even sure they could win their division. That's the problem. The well, they're, they're not expected to. The Colts are 11 to 1 to win the AFC Championship, and we, we're going to get to the AFC South odds right now. Yes, the AFC South odds, this is, well, plus 165. And and I, plus 135. Guess yeah, I can't write. No, no, I have it. No, you're right. The Titans are 165. The Colts are 135. So they're not favored to win their they're division. They're not favored to win the division. I think that's about right. I think the Colts – listen, if Phil Rivers just doesn't play like, uh, you know, Jameis Winston North, I think the Colts are the better team. I don't want to say by far, but I think they're one of the better teams in the league. I think they're stacked almost all over the place, but it comes down to Phillip Rivers. And all those picks he threw last year, does he have anything left? Uh, so, yeah, the Titans could have some issues there. Plus, you know, the fact – that the Patriots now signed Cam Newton, that throws them into this wild card mix too. Yeah. Which I, I didn't think they, they were going to be a wild card team, you know, two weeks ago. Now they get Cam Newton. If he's healthy, they're well. They can be winning the division now as well. I still have Buffalo winning that division. Look, but, if, if things work out at quarterback for the Steelers and the Patriots, they're slots they're, are being taken away. That's the thing. They are. I'm saying those, those are highly competitive wild card division winning teams. Right. 
You're talking New England, Buffalo, Baltimore, Pittsburgh. You want to throw Cleveland in there? That's five. You're throwing Indianapolis, Tennessee at seven. KC's eight. And I think the Chargers, you look at their schedule. I like what the Chargers could possibly do, especially in the first half of the season. I'll give them nine. So that's going to be two teams left without a chair when the music stops. Yeah. You know, I do expect the Chargers to be one of them because I think Herbert plays too much. But it means one of these other teams that we like, maybe it's Cleveland. You know, tough division with Pittsburgh and Baltimore in there. But I could see it being Tennessee, too, if they slip up a little bit. Or if Tannehill's not that guy, you know, so, uh, and they can't win with division because the Colts are that team. You know, there's going to be a, one good team, I think, in the AFC that doesn't get in. So we'll take a look. At, let's take a look at their schedule, and we'll determine whether or not the win total makes sense. What's the win total? Eight and a half? Eight and a half. So and, eight and a uh, half. Minus 130 to the over. So people, the betting market likes them to go over. And here's here's how they get started. They are at Denver, the late game, Monday night, September 14th. Obviously, folks, we have to go with the assumption when we're doing this that the season's going to start on time and they're going to play 16 games. So let's utilize that. If you think that we're nuts, we're not. We're just doing this because it's the only way to reasonably try to handicap something like this or give you our thoughts on the value. The schedule is brutal, by the way. Okay, we'll see. At Denver, Jacksonville, at Minnesota, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Houston. Those are all home games. So four of their first six before the bye week are home games. They they better not slip up. Jacksonville and Houston. They better, I mean, the Jacksonville, that's a W there. That Denver game, it's at Denver, mile high, Monday night, you know, first game of the season. That's no easy game there. And then I don't care if it's at home. Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Houston, even Houston, the division game. I mean, that's not fun. And then you're at Minnesota there. The Texans a lot. They won the division four freaking times in the last five years. I get that everybody doesn't like Bill O'Brien, but they have Deshaun Watson, and they're good. But no, I don't think they're going to be good this year, actually. But they're not terrible. They just stink in the playoffs. They're not terrible, but then I don't think they're the same team. But thing is, I don't. They're they're going to give teams fits in that division. They can beat Tennessee. They can beat Indianapolis. I. I don't think they're going to beat them, uh, go, you know, five a moment in the division, but they can cause some headaches there. I just think, listen, I get worried about the start for Tennessee. You know, if Tannehill's not up to par here, I mean, like I said, I just keep looking at that. Minnesota, good defense. Pittsburgh, very good defense. Buffalo, very good defense. Houston's a good defense as well. Things can get real. I mean, if things go wrong for them, and they end up being two and four, you know, it's going to be real rough. They better take advantage of the uh, easier – Start to the second half after their bye week. I like the fact that they have Pittsburgh and Buffalo are home games because they can they'll take one of those. There are, we go. Are, are there any? Is there any advantage to having a home game this year? No, not no. as big of one. We don't know how many. I don't, I don't know. I have no idea uh, about Tennessee and how many fans they're going to have in the stands. Right. You know, won't be, the advantage won't be as good. And I think Buffalo and Pittsburgh are both better teams. I'm supposed overall. to vacation in Tennessee in August, and it's looking less likely by the day. So. Uh, all right, so the bye week. We got it week six. They come out of the bye week at Cincinnati, Chicago. They got the Colts at Baltimore. Again. And this is tough. Indianapolis at Baltimore, Indianapolis. And uh, Cleveland. And the, the, Indian, the Indy game, though, the first one is, a, is the home game, is a Thursday, Thursday night. night game. That helps. Um, then Cleveland, then at Jacksonville. Detroit at Green Bay at Houston. They got a bunch of swing teams on here on this schedule, which it makes it a little bit more difficult. But I, honestly, 
I, I'm leaning towards the over, but I don't like it enough to bet it right now. If for no other reason that I like the Titans every year for the last four years and they can't get going. It's two different coaching staffs now. They can't seem to get going. They made the playoffs last year and they get the two wins and nobody can take that away. But if you look closely at it and you remember, and you and I talk about this all the time, they should not have made the playoffs <laughs> except for the fact that the Steelers were abysmal and scored 10 points in each of their last three games, losing all of them. Um, it was a nightmare for the Steelers and it allowed the Titans to get in. So it was indicative of them not really taking care of business early in the season. This smells to me like an 8-8 eight eight game because of the schedule. It just smells to me like 8-8. Eight eight. Uh, I, I think uh, part of my... I guess negative is, is I don't trust Ryan Tannehill yet. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Closing out this hour on the grid of football full circle, Mike and George talking about my team, my latest fantasy team. George, and I, for those that don't know, George and I actually came up in this industry as fantasy football and baseball analysts. Uh, we've been with Sports Grid a long time, so we talk about all sports from time to time. This show has got us in the groove of talking football, and uh, we like to mix it up uh, every once in a while and talk a little bit of fantasy uh, because we have a lot of experience in that. Regard And many of you out there that are watching a sports wagering channel are obviously dabbling in fantasy as well. And there's a high profile league that George and I have played in in years past. I'm in it this year. Uh, George is my consigliere for this season. And uh, we're going with Scott Fishbowl. This is the 10th edition. It's a great league. For those that don't know, uh, 
a lot of money donated to charity on behalf of fantasycares.net, which uh, ultimately results in a sort of a Toys for Tots uh, uh, windfall for many kids right around Christmas time at the end of the football regular season. So uh, got through my draft, finished it earlier this week, 22 rounds. So you have a 22-man roster. It's uh, 12-team divisions. There are over 1,400 teams in the entirety of the league. So it's highly competitive. You really need to thread the needle in order to have a good team, George. Uh, and even when you're having good runs, you can fall apart. There was a time a couple of years ago, I was in first place in the whole darn thing, and it fell apart. It just it fell apart at the end of the year. You really need to keep putting up big numbers in order to stay on top in that league. And we'll see if I can do it. My screen, my, my team is displayed on the screen right now for you. Um, you get a bump for uh, it's a half-point PPR, half-point first-down league, and you get a bump for tight ends. They're going to get a full-point PPR and a full-point uh, full for first-downs. Additionally, it is a super-flex league, so you can play up to two quarterbacks, and the quarterback bonuses are different this year, George. You're getting half a point for a completion, minus one for an incompletion, uh, six-point touchdowns, but if you throw a pick, it's minus four. And if you throw a, a pick six, the uh, touchdown is taken away. So there are significant penalties there. Uh, I decided that quarterback was going to be a premium for me this year. I don't always consider that in every super flex league, but you have to read the room as well. And this is what I did. You and I went over a little bit last week, the top of my draft, which was Kelsey, Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, Aaron Rodgers. So I stack Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins, hoping for a big connection in Cliff Kingsbury's offense. And I rounded out with Aaron Rodgers and David Johnson. That's my top five. What do you think? I think you did very well here. I keep looking at your play. It's, it's very similar to a draft that I would have because I look at the second half. You know, first half, not very few people are going to screw it up. But the second half, you have a lot of good, good depth, good reserve players that I would grab. Veterans that are still out there. You didn't take a lot of chances. A lot of, you, you didn't go for the home run play. You know, you got Mohamed Sanu in round 21. Eamon Dole in round 22 was a nice grab here. Once again, good depth. They'll help on buys. Could help with injuries here. You know what bugs uh, me about that in rounds 21 and 22? I was lining up Marquez Valdez-Scantling with Aaron Rodgers because I already had Lazard. I was like, let me just get the other guy. In case it's not Lazard, I'll get Marquez Valdez-Scantling. There was no indication that anybody was going to take him. And I, the way I set up my auto draft, I, it, I picked Sanu first instead of him. Somebody took him on the turn, so I ended up with Amendola. It's not terrible. Danny Amendola could have 75 catches this year, and he's the last pick in a 22-round draft for me. He's a very safe play. Once again, this is a, this is a PPR league. you got to get points for that. So I, I like this. I also like the fact that, man, you have to have one of the better quarterback combinations here. I mean, yeah. you got Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield. I mean, you're covered with an injury. You're okay oh, yeah. if one guy goes down. Oh, and I picked Jordan Love late, too, in case Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and Love becomes some super rookie. Um, I took him in the 20th round. The Baker thing was not a plan at all. It was just the 10th round. I was like, are you kidding me? I'm not going to start drafting my fifth running back here if Baker Mayfield is on the board. Aaron Rodgers has gotten hurt in the past. He's 36, 37 years old. Like, uh, I got a younger guy. And if what if the Browns' offense explodes? Like, what so if the Browns' you, offense I know explodes? in this league you need a third quarterback. Yeah, you know, it's it's burned me a time or two. I didn't it's have that guy in your last done. year. You we are we are absolutely products of our experiences. And last year I screwed myself by cutting Ryan Tannehill too soon. 
to back up Mariota. And then I had another QB get hurt and I had weeks or bye weeks and everything else. I had weeks where I was playing one quarterback and it, it lost me games and I was out of the playoffs. And once again, this is why we always tell you, know your league rules. I think quarterback in this league is immensely important this year. I do. Uh, right, you, you, you're not going to win one quarterback. If you only draft the two quarterbacks and one goes down, you can't get the backup because you were outbid or you didn't have uh, – you wasn't handcuffed, you're dead. You're just dead in this league. There's too many points going to a quarterback. It's probably the only thing I don't like about the Scott Fishbowl this, uh, this year is the half point for the completion to. That's probably too much. It's already six points for a touchdown pass. You know, the quarterbacks always get the most points anyway. Now you've added to it. This is why in some leagues, uh, some Scott Fishbowl leagues, you saw quarterbacks going crazy. I know Matthew Berry of ESPN – uh, was complaining that he in his league, I think he, he didn't draft the quarterback to round three and he, he's dead because he's just, well, he likes his team but his quarterbacks are not very good because co- they went quarterback crazy in his league. So and, and you said you got you to read the room, you got to read your league, man. Because I've been in so many Scott Fish Bowls where last year I got Pat Mahomes uh, fourth pick second round. Nobody took quarterback. I was shocked. Even I did it in the first round because I read it. I'm like, okay, quarterbacks are falling here. But I've also been in leagues where eight go in the first round. Yeah. You just never really know. Yeah. So, uh, you know, where I was, I, I thought I, I really wanted Kyler. I had a choice between Kyler and Russell Wilson. I went the Kyler route. I think there's a, a skosh more upside, I, even though safer. I'm going like big upside here, which is kind of what you have to hit home runs uh, in this league. Deshaun Watson had gone off the board. That would have been a consideration as well. The fact that I got Aaron Rodgers in the fourth round. Fine. Maybe I could have waited. Maybe I could have gotten a better high-end running back. But in this league, I just decided to wait. I still have seven running backs that matter. David Johnson. Look, here, here are my big questions that I have for my league. And I, I said it in a tweet earlier this week. Um, there's a couple of things I'll be thinking about in this draft. I mentioned the Marquez Valdez-Scantling thing, which was late. Uh, he was somebody that I, I wanted a little bit later. But can David Johnson be better than I and many expect. George, you actually like him a little bit more than I do. And my other major question is taking A.J. Brown over Odell Beckham. So I had no idea I was ever going to get Baker Mayfield. I, I wish now that I had Beckham instead of A.J. Brown because I have Baker and I can team those guys up potentially. But, um, you know, Odell gets hurt. I get that the Titans don't throw a lot, but A.J. Brown established himself as a rookie, as a real, uh, as a force to be reckoned with. I think he's going to be a really good player. Do I think he's an elite number one, a one talent like Beckham has been probably not, but there's very few of those guys. And, um, that was a choice. I, I decided to go with AJ Brown. I, I, I might regret it a little bit, but uh, it is what it is. I, I, in the moment, I, I just had concerns about Beckham and the fact that there still are question marks surrounding the Browns. I would have gone with Beckham either way. I just thought, I'm going to go with the better player here. Yeah. I, once again, I have my doubts about Tannehill. So that would have been my choice there. I said, you know, I'm, I'm higher than most on David Johnson. Not that I expect him to be a great running back. I just think there's room for him to do damage in Houston. I think uh, PPR leagues are going to score some points. And I keep going back. I had David Johnson on a couple of teams last year. He was doing well until the injury. You know, and uh, listen, I understand the most important ability is availability. But he also got Wally Pipped. You know, and I don't think that's going to happen in Houston. So uh, I kind of like what David Johnson can do for you here. And you did that once again. It's a very similar philosophy that I would do. If, if I don't get a top running back, I'm taking a lot of running backs. You know, that's the mud against the wall theory, and I'm going to hope something sticks. You got your Coleman, you got your Lindsey, you got your White. You got safe plays. Guys, they're not going to rack up points for you. But, hey, 
you know, they'll get you something each uh, and every week, and you're going to have to rely on your other positions to win here. Kelsey's going to have to come through for you. Your quarterback's going to have to come through for you. That's where your strength is. And in Scott Fishbowl, we're all going to have question marks. Sure. Sure. I mean, I, and the two things I'm really banking on, and other, you know, there's, there's a lot of things you need to happen in order to be really good in this league, but I'm banking on Cliff Kingsbury, obviously Kyler and DeAndre Hopkins. I got Larry Fitzgerald in the 15th round. That's another guy who could have 80 catches. Like, his numbers weren't bad last year. No. They, they weren't. So he's not putting up 1,500-yard seasons anymore. He's a slot possession receiver in a league that's re re which rewards first downs. Um, so I, I think if this Cardinals offense exploded and I had the two, two of the top receivers, that's interesting. I also had Kirk targeted. That didn't work out. A couple guys I wanted, and the other thing I'll be banking on is Tevin Coleman, uh, Philip Lindsay, and potentially Tony Pollard being bigger parts of their offense than some people anticipate. I think I had one of the earliest draft picks in the whole league of Tevin Coleman. It was around the time the Raheem Mostert uh, news came out. Why well, I don't think he'll be traded. I, I think there's absolutely a possibility where Tevin Coleman is as valuable as Raheem Mostert, as good as Mostert was down the stretch. I, I think it's a possibility that Coleman will get plenty of valuable touches and first downs and touchdowns, right? He had some explosive games last year. If he's healthy longer, uh, maybe we see a little bit more. Um, Tony Pollard, obviously that would necessitate some sort of an injury uh, for Zeke, but what if Zeke is out with COVID for three weeks or whatever it is? Then Tony Pollard gets me some points there as a number one running back. And Pollard was, has been pretty good in spots, George. You, the Cowboys fan and uh, analyst, would know. Pollard's a good back. Yeah. So, uh, Pollard, actually, and I, I think of Madison in Minnesota, same thing. They're the reasons why you don't pay the, a top running back. Because you find other guys you didn't even know about that end up turning out and being pretty good backs. Pollard, I mean, he's not Ezekiel Elliott, he's not Barkley, but he's a good, solid back here that can help a team. As a, I'm a Cowboy fan. If Elliott goes down, I'll be honest with you, I'm not all that worried about the offense. I think they'd be just fine with Pollard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my other tight ends, I, I drafted Kelsey early and then waited a long time. Ended up with Jack Doyle and O.J. Howard. Um, you know, I'm always going to have a little bit of faith in Jack Doyle. I, I never know what it's going to look like, but Ebron's not there anymore. And O.J. Howard... Who knows? Maybe, maybe he listens to Gronk and, and he and Brady get on the same page and O.J. Howard has a decent season. But I, I'm not going to cry about my 16th round uh, depth chart tight end picks. Uh, I, I think I did OK here. Uh, James White, Jeff, you know, I, I'm in obviously on the San Francisco running game. If Raheem Mostert goes down, I don't expect McKinnon to be anything this year. Uh, I got Coleman and Jeff Wilson there. So Emmanuel Sanders, it's my third wide out. Kind of interesting. I don't know what that's going to look like. He's coming off of injuries and everything else, but he was a factor at the end of the year last year with the Niners. I'm surprised he lasted that long. Me too. I am. Me uh, too. Like I mean, when we say around 11, what's going to this is a super flex league with the weird rules, so it's probably more the equivalent of round nine. Yeah. You know, in most leagues, around eight-ish. Yeah. I would say even that's still a little deeper than I would think he'd be available in a lot of leagues there. Like I said, you, you're, you've got the team here where you'll compete. You didn't screw a draft up. You'll compete. Now it'll come. That's why I tell so many people who ask me. It'll come down now to staying healthy, which you can't control, and making the right moves during the season, which you can control. Yeah, I have good depth, which helps in a league like this. So I uh, appreciate everybody listening to me babble on about my team. Feel free to hit us up on questions on your fantasy team at George Kurtz at Mike Blue and certainly at SportsGrid. 
on Twitter at SportsGridTV on Instagram. On behalf of George Kurtz, my compadre and producer Brian Rakowski, I'm Mike Blewett. Thanks for watching Football Full Circle. We'll see you again next time right here on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on The Grid. SportsGrid.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.